What's good? It's Ozman's Wizard. And Naima. And this is Not, not another, another Damn, damn podcast. podcast. Presented by Damn, damn Self. Episode 40. Foe it. E-40. Yeah. <laughs> e forty. The big 4-0. Yeah, big 4-0. 40 dog or what else we got? <laughs> There's a lot of um, uh, 40 references. Yeah. Tip my 40 to your memory. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Well, that's yeah, that was trash, man. <laughs> Most cats so obsessed with 40s in the 90s. That's such a 90s I thing. <laughs> just hit the corner store. You got oh, They call it liquid Saint crack. Stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Every rapper endorsed that bullshit. Too. Yeah. <laughs> Saint Ives. Nah, I ain't going to say that. That stuff bogus. <laughs> I, I ain't going to say where I was going with that. But yeah, you can probably figure it out figure because it of the line you just saw. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, if you had too many 40s, um, you might, um, or the ladies, you might want to pick up a J-Sculpt fitness belt. Shout out to Jazz, the creator of J-Sculpt, the first fitness belt that covers the entire midsection. It provides 100% comfort during your workouts. Get rid of that 40-ounce gut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> get you a and her videos are really good. Like I watch like her videos on Instagram. Oh, yes, and, they are. Mm. Well, not in that way. I mean, but it gives good instruction to show you how to actually work out, how to properly use the belt, so, so you can get in work. Yeah. yeah, so you can get the optimum results because mm-hmm. you want to get optimum results. Yeah, and she's just like the old um the hair club commercial. She said, "I'm not only the creator, I'm also a client." She's like, "Yeah, I use this every day." So yeah, yeah so and I'm, look at our body. So yeah, she's so like, I'm ready. I'm ready for after, you know, after the baby. I'm ready for it. <laughs> well, let's get right into this bullshit right here. Oh, God. Have you seen, I won't even say like tape or sex tape, have you seen the clip of Black China <laughs> that was leaked? I haven't, but I heard that it was very underwhelming from what yeah. I heard. It's, it's it's more funny to me than anything else. It's like, well, for those who don't know that Black China, she had um, a, um about a 40-second clip I saw. What they said was a sex tape. It's basically her like um giving a underwhelming job of giving some guy head on it. That's what I said. <laughs> she just keeps saying, oh, yeah, put the whole thing in my mouth. Put the whole thing in my mouth. It's like it's just like but then like she doesn't really do anything when it is in her mouth too much. But who was the guy? Some guy, I don't know. Okay, like, it wasn't like Rob Kardashian, you know, like, that's what everybody was thinking. It wasn't his ass. The shade that was funny was that <laughs> I don't know if this is real or whatnot, but it was like a, uh, I think it probably was real, but they had like a Rob clapback because like they had a picture of uh, Black China with their daughter, kissing their daughter, and he said, he commented, keep those lips off my daughter. I was like. <laughs> Rob Kardashian. <laughs> I was like, if that really happened, that's hilarious because it's like if you release that clip and. Put the whole thing in my mouth. Yeah, they said it was very <laughs> underwhelming from what I heard. Because like, they was like, which one had the worst performance, uh, Black China or Fergie? Because Fergie's natural oh anthem. God. It was like, who had the worst performance? It's funny, that. I didn't even realize how trash Fergie was until so I saw the internet going nuts. I don't know what I was doing during that time. Because I watched um, the All-Star Game last Sunday. And I watched that performance. I don't know. Maybe um, I could have been working on last week's episode of the podcast. You may have just tuned it out totally. I don't know what I was doing. 
But I um I don't remember it sucking that bad. And then I saw the internet going nuts. I was like, what? was she terrible I, and shit? I wasn't even paying attention. Yeah, because as, so, as she was doing it, I'm just looking at her. I, I wasn't I'm even like, paying attention. I don't even remember it. I was looking like how they I looked. saw her seeing it, but I I don't remember what was coming out of her mouth. I was so. looking like how the audience was looking in Coming to America when uh, Randy Watson was singing. That's how <laughs> I was looking like. And then when she did the... Oh, say does that star spangled when she hit that ah, the way like she like and I was like oh my god because it like scared me. The funniest shit <laughs> like, oh I started seeing with Fergie was um who um did a worse job Fergie or Carl Lewis. Carl Lewis is still the all time. <laughs> and no, the Rockets. Nobody, Reckless. No, nobody sucked Woo. as bad. Well, I won't suck as bad as Carl. It's <laughs> a whole nother pun. I wasn't going there. We tied back in the whole black. <laughs> but nobody sucked as bad as Carl Lewis did. Yeah, Don't... they showed Carl Lewis. <laughs> and the Rockets. Reckless. Yeah, that was terrible. Shit, they but... should let that other guy sing, the one who had the worst nationality. You know on YouTube. The guy. Oh, the one of Red Gray. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, wave that dude. Nobody's fucking with Carl Lewis. <laughs> but R. Kelly did turn into a stepper stick. They was like people laughing at Fergie because it was some um, boxing match or whatever because it was in Vegas. I, think I remember that R. Vegas. Kelly shit. Yeah. yeah. And they was like people laughing at Fergie, but why R. Kelly turned to a stepper stick? I remember that fucking R. Was that a Mayweather and fucking it Pacquiao? Wasn't, and it wasn't a Mayweather fight. It wasn't. It was. I forgot who. No, Jamie Foxx did Mayweather Pacquiao. <laughs> I knew it was somebody famous that did that. It was that's who did that when it wasn't R. Kelly. Because the way he was, <laughs> clap your hands down. <laughs> clap your hands down. It was like. Step in the name of love. Like, Should have resurrected the gum, the Marvin Gaye's grave. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Marvin Gaye turned it into a party all star weekend back in the 80s. <laughs> he did. Yeah, but he sounded good. <laughs> so he, uh, <laughs> he sounded good. Marvin had that shit rocking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's classic. That's how you do the national anthem. Oh, yeah. Fergie was trying to like channel that, I guess, but yeah, it, didn't, it, didn't, it didn't work it out didn't so work well. Out. And people were joking that Fer- Fergie's voice took a knee for that. That's what I saw in my time. <laughs> but um, damn, Fergie. Like, I yeah. didn't even realize how bad you sucked till I saw it go viral and shit. Yeah. Just, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, shit happens, Fergie. I mean, just mm. move on from it and, you know, just. Speaking of shit happening, let's yeah. keep this connected to the NBA. Um, have you seen um, J.J. Reddish's Chinese New Year's video? No, I have not. Yeah, well, it sounds video. incredibly racist. Um, yes, <laughs> because Chinese New Year for people even, who don't know, it was know it was February sixteenth. Yes, because uh, I do have a Chinese coworker um, on my mm-hmm. team, and he was talking about. It. And I looked at my calendar. I said, "Oh yeah," because like uh, I'm glad that the calendars are more savvy about yeah. acknowledging all types of um, absolutely holidays. You know, like they have the Jewish, the Muslim, all type of holidays. And even dumb shit like Arbor Day or whatever the fuck that is. <laughs> <laughs> What's another one? Uh, uh, Bosses Day, and they have like yeah. all that type of stuff like that on the calendars or whatever. Flag Day, Flag shit. Day. Come on, son. <laughs> <laughs> What's the one? Um, Benito Juarez Day. Benito I saw that Juarez. on the fucking calendar. Pulaski Day. Like, yeah, that's a Chicago. That's thing a Chicago thing, Pulaski. But uh, yeah, my coworker was telling me that because he was like, "Yeah, it's, uh, he was like, yeah, it's uh, actually our New Year." And I looked, I said, "Oh yeah, Chinese New Year is on um, February 16th." Yeah, well, it was a video circulating yeah. had like mm-hmm. a bunch of NBA players basically saying like, "Hi, I'm uh, 
J.R. Smith, yeah, wishing uh, everybody a happy Chinese New and he Year, did basically. Tell, and then our yeah. coworker did tell yeah. us, I forgot now, but he did tell us in Chinese, like, um, how to say it, like, you know, how to say the Happy New mm-hmm. Year. And, like, we did, and, you know, we did with him, and it was cool. And, um... Yeah. About to drop a little racial slur right here, but hey, uh, we say nigga on this show all the time, so I'm going to say this. <laughs> so in J.J. Reddick's clip, I don't know if it was a slip of the tongue or what the fuck he was thinking, he says, I wish all of the NBA chink fans of China a very happy new year. I'm not bullshitting. <laughs> you gotta see. And he clearly said chink, but he, later he said that... um. He um he got tongue tied is why he said it, but I don't see how you get tongue tied. How you get Chinese? And say and that, that sounds nothing alike. Yeah. It, it, it like, just and what were you it. trying to say? What like this sounds like chink. Right. Like, what did you get tongue tied? What you accidentally said chink? Like what was the words you meant to say? It wasn't Chinese because Chinese and chink you can't mix. You those can't up. mix that up. You can't no. say the Chinese fans are happy Chinese New Year. You, you said the chink fans are happy Chinese New Year. Oh my god! <laughs> but it's classic though, man. Okay. Stop being racist. That's, that's just what I think. That's what I look at racist. it like that. Like, if Stop it was a slip of the tongue, that was the slip. Like, he might, he probably used that word in his personal life. I'm sure. <laughs> and it slipped out in the video. Like, and the said, said Martin Luther Coon. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, not, how do you mix it's something king that, and yeah, coon? you say in your personal life, and yeah, up? you said it in mixed company and forgot, like, oh, he shit. You like, oh, niggas shit. around here. I shouldn't right. have said that. <laughs> <laughs> But then um, Jeremy Land, he um, kind of defended his fellow NBA star saying that J.J. ain't racist, but come on. But he took the approach like, yeah, see, I'm the uh, Chinese friend that he has, so he's mm. not uh, racist. <laughs> I'm your Asian buddy. Yeah. I'm your Asian buddy. But come on, J.J. <laughs> now I'm glad the Bulls never signed him because they almost yeah. signed him twice. Yeah, because we don't need that shit here. What an idiot. You're bad <laughs> enough you got niggas punching guys out. <laughs> You'll need people dropping racial slurs too. Won't you? Come on. <laughs> and what about these bulls? They in full tank mode now. Yeah, let's talk the about The tank is on. Post All Star break. Uh, the first the announcement that came from Gar Foreman and John Paxson is that um, Felicio and Nawaba are entering the starting lineup. Effective immediately. Effective in place of um, Robin Lopez okay. and Justin Holiday. And Felicio hasn't played all season. Like, my. <laughs> Nawaba's good, but he's mostly a defensive guy. So yeah, he's like, a defensive So guy. when you go on, um, that's a lineup, basically, um, it's three on five every time. Yeah. Because, like, Felicio's, he sucks. He's <laughs> terrible. So, basically, the only guys that are really going to provide any offense is um, Lori Markin and Chris Dunn, Dunn and Zach, Zach Levine. Levine. That's it. Like, when you're out there. So, that's what, yeah, they're in full tank mode. And it's working. They lost two in a row, like, since the, <laughs> since the moves. So, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. But the Bulls got some work to do if they're going to really, like, do this tank for real. <laughs> they got some serious work cut out for them because um, what I've been looking at, according to Islam, is a funny little site called tankathon.com. I want to say it's called. Where they basically um, give you the odds of, like, every team getting the number one pick. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. It's called tankathon.com. Yeah, I'm on it right now. Mm-hmm. The Bulls right now are in eighth. Mm-hmm. Eighth best odds of getting number one. Because Phoenix, they're in the best position right now. Dallas yeah, not Phoenix far. Dallas and Atlanta are not far behind. They're both tied at second, a half game behind Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Orlando's they're fourth. Bad, yeah. Them and Sacramento are one game. And then you got Memphis and Brooklyn are a game and a half. And um, the Cavaliers get Brooklyn's They get Brooklyn, pick. so we don't want that. So the Cavaliers right now got a better pick than the Bulls. Which is fucked up and shit. Well, so I said the Bulls got some work to do to get into the top of this tank, yeah. Because right now they're sitting at eighth, and um, 
Eighth is cool, but top five is where you want to be if you're tanking. Was it like um, 20-some games left of the season? Bulls got 23 games. Something like that, yeah. I think they got to lose 20 of those fucking games. like 19, (laughs) at least. But, yeah, you could simulate the lottery. Ooh. But according to this simulation on the podcast, I just hit it. Bulls jumped into the top three. So, if they do stay around eight, may they sneak up. They, on, did. they did it before with Derrick Rose. Like, yeah, but, they did. But um, yeah, I just simulated it right now, and you see, yeah, <laughs> yeah, showing Bulls. Bulls got in that top three, so if they're gonna get there, like they're gonna have to. And get then there we like get that. another pick for um somebody for the Nico. Yeah, they got, the, got um, the Pelicans. Pelicans yeah, pick. We got their pick too. That pick is right outside the lottery. It's gonna okay. be like mid draft. So if they so can not, get like if they can tank horrible. a little bit worse and get like a top three. And then get around like a 14 or 15th. Yeah, that's good. There you go. Yeah. Good two young pieces to good. add to Dunn, Levine, and marketing. and marketing. Then you got a nice core. That's all nice five pieces there. Yeah. Especially if you draft. Let's say you draft the center and draft another wing player. There's your starting five yeah. right there. And you got of the for future. the future. Mm-hmm. And we can move forward. And bench Felicio's ass for good. <laughs> <This time>. <laughs> <laughs> He's terrible. <laughs> but um, I'm liking... um. The new lottery class looks interesting. And the two guys are like, yeah, our wing guy and a fucking center. Like, hmm. <laughs> so um, DeAndre Ayton is going at number one. He's a center. Like, He looks like another Joel Embiid type, which I like Embiid, okay. as I've mentioned before on this podcast. Mm-hmm. And then the Spanish Luca Donic. You know, I can't pronounce these names. Like, <laughs> that's the guy that's, that everybody's been looking at. They saying is going to be the stud of this class. Like, ah. So, um. I'm keeping an eye on um these picks, but um Wendell Carter is sitting at eight right now. And um and the videos I've seen him, he looks like you already got him. You got Bobby Portis. That's so I'm like, you don't oh, need yeah. another we Bobby need Portis and shit. So if like uh if you at number eight and shit, like what are you doing? Shit like that's yeah. why you gotta move up some. You gotta move up, yeah. Cause then you just start repeating shit. Or if you're gonna draft this guy and then you gotta trade for Portis. Trade him away, like, right. You gotta fit piece make pieces that fit together exactly. that make sense and shit. Come on, Bulls. You can do this. We will see. <laughs> yeah, let's see how bad you can suck these you. last 20. Come on. <laughs> I believe in you. Yes. <laughs> I believe in your failures. <laughs> yeah. I just don't want the Cavs to get a better pick. Than no, Bulls, absolutely so. not. Because I can see that happening because, um, you know, the NBA has, like, been rumored to have been rigged before in the past. Really? Draft. <laughs> Started, I never heard that before. Sarcasm. It's very, from the very beginning, like the first year of the draft was um eighty five, the year David Stern um was um you know, he did the first lottery. I mean, first lottery. I mean, not the draft. Mm-hmm. First, he did the lottery was that year. Patrick Ewing was the big guy coming out. Mm-hmm. They said we got to have the um number one pick in our number one market. So like, and then the video does look suspicious the way that David Stern picked the envelope out. He's like the you could say, like he was feeling around for something like. What was he looking for? Mm-hmm. Like it looks suspicious. Like if you look, get up to look up that eighty-five dumb draft lottery I'm video for the envelope, through the envelope yeah. or wherever. <laughs> and so yeah, the Knicks miraculously got number one that year <laughs> because well, the, the number one market can't have. They need like the top guy. They so. need the top guy. And then it happened again in Chicago when the Bulls like were barely out of the playoffs and they got number one. They got Derek, got Derek hometown Rose. boy. This whole happened, the hometown boy happened to be coming out that year. So Right. Mm. And yeah. then um when the um the the Pelicans were yeah, the then Hornets at the time were owned by the NBA. 
They was like trying to sell that team to so say, "Hey, we'll give you whoever buys the team gets the number one pick." Anthony Davis. Anthony it's Davis. like there's a lot of bullshit. There's, there's some shenanigans. There's and some when LeBron shenanigans. left Cleveland, like I said before, like Cleveland got um the number one pick three times out of those four years. Three out of four years, you have the number one pick. And sure, the Cavs did suck, but like that's like three that's out of four. Three out of four years at LeBron. LeBron was only gone four years. Mm. And three of the years, you got number one was Kyrie Irving. Then you got number one with Bennett. He was a bust. Then you got number one with Andrew Wiggins. And that's Mm. the year LeBron came back. And the other year they didn't get Didn't they get like the number two or three pick a year? The year they didn't, they were um, around three, I want to say. I think that was Deion Waiters. Yeah, Yeah. so they still got a high, you know. Mm -hmm. So... But yeah, they had all these high ass picks. Well, come on, number one, like three out of the four times. That's that's suspicious, right there. Very much so. But we'll see what happens this year. If the Cavs get number one this year, then that would be like five out of seven or some shit like that. <laughs> come on. <laughs> you want to stick with the NBA news? Let's stick on it right now. Yeah. Um, Jimmy Butler. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, torn meniscus, <laughs> I believe. Yeah. So he's out at least six weeks. Is what yeah, they're saying. Yeah, four to six. They said no timetable for when he will return, and just really sucks. Like I said, I was trying to watch the game, but then I fell asleep. Mm-hmm. And then like you when didn't I miss much, that game was terrible. And then when I oh, uh, you talking about the Butler when he got hurt? When he got hurt, yeah, I was, yeah, I was trying, no, not the Bulls, Bulls one, yeah, not that, was that terrible. one. Terrible. Nah, <laughs> I wasn't even home when that <laughs> happened. Yeah. But uh, I was trying to watch that because I'm like, okay, I'm like Houston and Minnesota, all right. I'm like, this is a good game, you know, two good West Coast, Western Conference, contenders, you know, Warriors. Like, you know, they're like, you know, they they get in. But then when I just kept on seeing the people, like, man, I hope it's not ACL tear, Jimmy But I was like, what? I just saw mm-hmm. that in my timeline. he couldn't put any weight on it. He went down and stayed down. It's like, yeah. oh, that don't look good. And they're like, whenever an injury happens where it's like a non-contact injury, those are like the ones that make you go, mm-hmm. uh, because nobody touched him. That's the same thing that happened with Rose Like, his knee just buckled. Mm-hmm. It just buckled under him, and... Yeah, they're saying that it does like it's a torn meniscus. So at least it wasn't the ACL though, because that would have been a year. Yeah, that's a but year. We're seeing like like Zach Levine just got back from a mm-hmm. fucking ACL, and that was like before the All Star break last year, wasn't it? And he yeah. just came back. And then with the meniscus, you can either repair it or you can just take it out. Mm-hmm. Like those are the two. I like you know if you just take it out. Like Westbrook, I think just took his out and. Mm-hmm. He's MVP. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. The Dwayne Wade took his say. out. You know, he had He's a great time. He had a great career. Yeah. yeah, future Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, like Rose. That's what happened. He tried to repair it first, and then and it, then the it second arm time and tore. He took it out, and then yeah. he took it out. Yeah, because a lot of times people just opt to just take it out because they're mm-hmm. like, Mm-mm. like yeah. once it's damaged, it's like okay, you just have to just kind of remove it. But I hope that Jimmy has a good recovery. And everything, because we really like Jimmy. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's. I like his story too. Like he's started from the bottom, literally. Tomball, Texas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just even from Tomball, Texas. Then he yeah. went to uh, where uh, Marquette. Yeah. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, he had like an interest. He got picked thirtieth right yeah. this year. Mm-hmm. So he had a lot of um, adversity that he was faced with, mm-hmm. and then you know the way he was able to rise above all that and. You know what? He's what a three-time, four-time All-Star. And it's amazing, like looking mm-hmm. back at that too. The year he got drafted at thirtieth was the same year that Derrick Rose won the MVP. Right. And eventually, he became the guy that replaced Derrick Rose as the top guy. Who could ever have predicted that? 
It's like you're gonna go last to the last in the first round, and you're gonna replace this dude yeah, in yeah, a few right. years. He, he, Nobody exactly. could have predicted that. Wow, it's crazy. Like um, you never know how shit's gonna go. Exactly. Because <laughs> he was having a good season. He was averaging like almost 23 points a game. And... Yeah, it was like his best um season he was having. Yeah. yeah. He just saw um, all star again, once again. Mm-hmm. But uh, I hope um get well, Jimmy. Yeah, and come back one hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Don't rush it either. Yeah. Don't. Because the T Wolves were looking pretty damn good. Now it's um go time, Andrew Wiggins. We gotta see what you got now. Yeah. Cause that's the big question. Like people are starting to wonder, is Wiggins a bust? Like it's starting to get out there. Mm-hmm. Cause like like I said, he went number one. He's in his fourth season, going on his fifth. It's like and um mm. See, he should like know who he is by this point. Like you should have had. He's, your, he's young, but he's not that. Like young I feel like anymore. sometimes people have like the rookie, like the the rough rookie the sophomore season. Slump. It's like, or like even the sophomore, even slump. especially they rookie because like right now, um, Markin is going through his rookie um slump. His yeah. woes, yeah, his yeah, I think rookie, like he's um woes, since yeah. the All Star break, he hasn't looked too sharp. So I think he's just going through his rookie slump. Yeah, like he he'll figure it out. Hopefully, yeah, it happens. Yeah. But definitely by season three, like you should know who you are. Mm-hmm. Like you know, you're coming. Like you're not. Like, you know, you're, you're at the table. Yeah. You Especially are at the table. You are an invited guest at the table. You look at your teammate, like Carl Anthony Towns, excited the year after you, and he's clearly an all-star now. Yeah, he's Wiggins trying. is still figuring it out all this time. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what his story is. And he hasn't had any injuries. Like Jabari Parker and Joel Embiid, they both had major injuries. Right. And um, I'll say even both of them are probably better than Wiggins right now. Mm-hmm. And he was drafted ahead of both of those guys. And Bede's an all-star, so he's definitely an end. I'll say Parker, if you were redrafting, I probably would take Parker over Wiggins at this point. Mm-hmm. But we'll mm-hmm. see what happens. But Wiggins got to step up now because mm-hmm. with Butler down, now you're, you're, the, you're number two on this team. Yeah, yeah, you move up. Okay, so shifting a little bit, uh, going with uh, to Hollywood now, a uh, few things going on. Did you see... Miss Braxton is engaged. She finally announced it. Oh, yeah. Yay. Put some respect on their marriage. Congratulations to Tony Braxton and to Birdman. Mm-hmm. I know that we joke about Birdman. Yeah. I mean, Put some respect on their marriage. But right? I mean, I'm happy that, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. if it is like their union is really love and all that, like, I mean, I'm for love. I'm yeah. for it. So. I'm a longtime fan of both. Yeah, because um, Tony Braxton, I'll. Liked a lot yeah, back in liked the day. Her. <laughs> I think everybody liked Tony. And I was a big Cash Money fan back in the day as well. So <laughs> taking over for the nine nine in the two thousand. Back then, I was Cash Money. <laughs> but congratulations, because when I saw that, I was like, we knew that they were engaged. I mean, I guess it's like mm-hmm. you just want to keep a moment to yourself. Yeah. Cause, I mean, she had been rocking this canary diamond ring, and it's mm-hmm. like, come on, you rocking People this big diamond. People say we know diamond. y'all are a couple. Like, yeah, it's like did the bird man get you that ring. People have been asking for yeah. forever about the two of them. Yeah, and she finally admitted mm-hmm. to her being engaged to him. So, mm-hmm. congratulations to out to Tony Braxton. Nice, yeah. Yes, I'm sure we'll see the special and all that on mm-hmm. the Braxton's, Braxton's or whatever. family values or yeah. whatever. Yeah. What's the show that I've never like really watched? I've never seen an episode of the show. I've seen like these little clips like online, but like I don't think I've ever like sat and watched like a full episode. Mm. I don't Never think I ever it. have. I know I haven't. One hundred percent. Like I know I got sent the you know through osmosis. Like, you see like, the little clips that come up in people's timelines mm-hmm. and all that. But congratulations. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, from engagements to divorces, let's flip it. After twenty years of marriage, Tisha Campbell and Dwayne Martin. Damn, Gina. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> That's just why I said as soon as I saw that, I was like. Mm. 
Because it was like Tisha Campbell. I guess she wanted to get ahead of the pack because like she actually put it on her um, Twitter, I believe. Uh-huh. And a lot of times people will do that. Like they'll like they'll be like, I'd rather break the story yes. myself mm-hmm. rather than have like TMZ or exactly whoever leak it because it's I like, can tell it my my the way I want it told. Where, mm-hmm. like, they just gonna, like, say what the fuck they want and shit, like... Yeah, because this is what they do. They'll see you go... Because, like, once you do a file for divorce, you go to the courthouse, it's public uh, record. Yeah. So, Anybody as soon as they see you leave out the courthouse... Wait a minute. Is that Tisha Campbell Martin? Like, yeah, what's going what's on going over on? there? And then after they do is just go up there. They can give anybody a public record. Like, mm-hmm. once you file for something, you get a marriage license. Mm-hmm. You will... People, hey, you're getting married. Yeah. You file for divorce. It's all public record. Yeah. So... Mm-hmm. It was out there, so I'm like, like I said, I guess that she just wanted to get ahead of it. Mm-hmm. What, did, what like, did she say? Um, she basically said in the post, like, it pains uh, me to say that after, because they had been together 27 years. Yeah, because they, they been married for several years. Yeah, they but they've been married, married since 96. Mm-hmm. So over 20 years of marriage, um, being together almost 30 years, it's like, in, how, in, in any relationship that's a long time to be together mm-hmm. but in hollywood that's like 80 years if you stay with yeah, somebody like if you stay with somebody over 20 years that's like our fucking grandparents right that's like there. 80 yeah. <laughs> right, that's like 80 years in hollywood <laughs> and then especially you know i mean they were the black love story but you know like that's I, one of those couples that blacks propped to yeah relationship goals yeah black love hashtag yeah yeah <laughs> And she was saying that, you know, that their focus now is raising their two children because they have a 16-year-old and an 8-year-old. Mm-hmm. And then she was like, that's their focus is raising their children. And, uh, you know, like, obviously she said a thing like, uh, please respect our privacy in this time. Because, you know, they always uh, say, please know, respect like our rumors, privacy. Yeah. yeah. Because, yeah, like, it comes full circle. It's like... The Martin picture. As soon as, soon as Martin's back in the picture, they file for divorce. And like when like they got married, and she with. left Mar- She left the Martin show around the time she was about to get married. So yeah, <laughs> this is a very, lot, very coincidental. All of this bullshit. Like, I'm not saying one way or another, but it's a lot of coincidences. I'm drinking water, but this was tea. Yeah, <laughs> I'm drinking water right now. Yeah. But if I had tea, I mean, like she gets Ooh. married and leaves Martin, mm-hmm. and then um, the minute a picture of her and Martin pop up, she gets divorced. It's fucking crazy. <laughs> I don't think we ever gonna know that whole. Story. They need to do an unsung about Martin. <laughs> like, we never gonna know that. Let's whole make it story. happen. Come on, TV unsung, One, unsung yeah. Hollywood. Come on, unsung Hollywood for Martin. For Martin, MC Marcus Chapman. Come on, make it happen. <laughs> yeah, he's on there. <laughs> Shout out to the homie. <laughs> but yeah, though. And on the sidebar, I guess in the middle of all that, we got another couple that have reconciled. Shout wow. out to Nipsey Hussle and the lovely Lauren London. Oh yeah, wow. Uh, you know that Nipsey was sucking nah. them toes. That's Lauren <laughs> London. It's like yeah, she got your baby and everything. He probably thought about that shit. He, like, he, he I'm sure he, you all um, hardcore and like, but I'm sure that nigga was on his knees somewhere begging and shit. Yeah, because like, because allegedly they were broke him up is that he was cheating, like which happens, like I'll say, yeah, yeah. And so Lauren bounced. It's like yeah, so but yeah, yeah. and she announced it on her social media on her gram. It's like yes, I'm officially single. And like we joked about, I'm sure that DM sure went, her insane. DM went insane. She probably had like a thousand DMs within the mm-hmm. first two minutes of her yep. announcing it. <laughs> and 
Nipsey probably thought about that shit. And probably niggas that he knows probably mentioned it. Yeah, like, yeah, I'm going to hit that. You know, niggas talk shit. It's like, yeah, probably some cats that he actually knows. <laughs> I'm going to be a step, I'm going to be a kid's stepdad. You hear what I'm Like, wait a minute now, and time out. All kinds, and like, <laughs> dope out. niggas, like, like ball players, like all kinds of like cats like that probably say, yeah. yeah, I'm about to get up in that shit. It's like, and then he probably thought about it, so he fixed that like quickly. <laughs> Cause yeah, they back together again now. Good Saw them; at, they were at All Star Weekend, like looking like a family and everything. Okay. So. Shout out Nipsey Hustle, yes, fix that. Because <laughs> Lauren London is still at the near the top of my list. It's like, <laughs> so if I got her, I'm not losing that shit. Like, yeah, well, I wouldn't cheat on uh, Lauren London anyway. Fuck that. But if I did fuck up, I'll fix it immediately. Like that. Really? <laughs> Playing voice and man, can we go back to the right? <laughs> Played it on bended knee. knees, you know. He, was, <laughs> shit. he probably had tears in his eyes, like baby. <laughs> the tears working. Sick of Daniel Jones, where I want to be. Yeah. I should have left my baby. <laughs> he was like, yeah, "I'm sorry, baby. I'm sorry, baby." Yeah. Lauren probably was on a date and shit too. Yeah, he's like, "I'm sorry, baby." Instead of being on a date with um, Carl Kanai, who would be now because of the video, it was Carl Kanai. You got Leah, who's dope and shit that's on now and shit. She's on a date with Michael B. Jordan or something like that. <laughs> Shout out Killmonger. Sorry, baby. <laughs> Sorry, some shit like that. that, Is that Michael B. Jordan? <laughs> Nipsey uh, said, fuck that. <laughs> He said, fuck that. I'm getting my baby back. That's hilarious. <laughs> um, still shifting with the Hollywood gears, if we want to still stay with this. Another story that broke earlier. Uh, Wendy Williams uh, diagnosed with Graves' disease. Mm. Yeah, I saw that. I knew that she, um, I know she hadn't been right. Yeah, so now she we had know another, exactly yeah, she had another thing that happened, and then... She had to like leave her show abruptly, and then they announced it. Like I saw the announcement. Said but the first incident was back um, last Halloween, Halloween yeah. when she passed out on set. Yeah, and then she just tried to say, "Oh, well, I overheated." She did have a lot of shit she on was like, that with day the with the lights and, and that fucking crown, and, and there's a lot going on and shit. But, it but was I more never, I that. never bought that from the beginning because it's like the way that her face looked. It looked like she. Stopped. I thought she had a stroke and shit. It That's looked like yeah, it looked like she had a stroke. The way her eye like kind of like twitched. That's and what like, I really thought it was. I said, did Wendy just have a stroke and shit? That's what I thought it was. Like the way that she looked, like her face looked like, mm-hmm. <gasps> like that. Like it looked like somebody yeah. like took her soul out. That's where it looked like the way yeah. her face looked. It didn't just look like somebody that passed out from exhaustion. I thought she had a fucking stroke yeah. and shit. So I knew it was more than that, like from the beginning. Mm-hmm. But Graves' disease, now we know what it is. Yeah. But uh, they said the doctors uh, told her that, you know, they put her on bed rest for, I think, three weeks now. <laughs> so, like, what they're going to be doing is, like, they're just going to be running uh, reruns of her show. Yeah. That's what they're going to do. They're not going to get a guest host or anything like that. Yeah, well, good for her. Good for her. So, like, maybe she can actually, I know sometimes, like, being, like, Wendy has been a hustler for how many years? Like, oh, 30 she's, years yeah, she's 30, been doing she's this. She's, like, been doing 30 this, plus this years shit in the way, game. Yeah, before I even thought about right. getting radio. <laughs> she was already a legend then. Yeah. <laughs> when I was just thinking about, I might want to try this radio shit. <laughs> she was already a fucking legend. Like, yeah, she's been doing this. She's been on her grind for a while. And- she's the first female to do mornings in New York. Mm-hmm. Number one market. She, like, was the lead morning show in New York. Mm-hmm. How you doing? Yeah. <laughs> She's the one who discovered Charlemagne and shit. Like, yeah. Wendy, like, put him on and shit. So, yeah. 
the Breakfast Club might not exist without, without Wendy, Wendy Williams, Williams and shit. Yeah. But seeing her uh, just, you know, like like I say, like you just grind and grind and grind and grind so mm-hmm. hard, and it's like your body will let you know, like you need to rest sometimes. Mm-hmm. So I know all about you that need to shit, take yeah. care of yourself. I mean, I understand that. A big purpose is like, you know, everybody wants to make it. Everybody wants to be successful. And to be successful, you, you gotta put in work. work. Yeah. You do. Like, yeah, success that. doesn't fall into your lap. Like, it lets, like, Not like you the know. old Robin Harris joke. We say, you're just gonna be like, yo, who is it? Job. It's like, <laughs> not how it works and shit. Like, if you're gonna make it to the top, like that Wendy Williams level, you gotta right. put in and the work. And then, like, none of us were born with a silver spoon in our mouth. Yeah, we're not, we're not trustful we're in not babies. We're not trustful in babies. Yeah. We all, a lot of us, like, some started way worse than us, and yeah. then some, yeah, like, started off around where we at. Yeah, but, like, like, middle class. We're not rich, though. Middle like, slash like upper that. middle class. Some people may have started there, but mm-hmm. even still, starting middle, upper middle, you still have to put in work. Like, it mm-hmm. just wasn't like, you know, like, Daddy, I want to try film. Mm-hmm. And then your dad, here's a check for, for a million $5 million dollars here. Yeah, go ahead. Go Financial ahead and start, movie, your, yeah. start your company, son. Mm-hmm. It don't work like that, you know, when you're person mm-hmm. who has to do everything and build your empire brick by brick mm-hmm. by brick by brick. Mm. So hopefully, like I said, Wendy is going to get the much needed rest that she needs. And then like, uh, then, like we know the stuff that was messy going on with her husband. It's like, and oh, yeah, I'm that, sure that adds yeah, to like stress. Yeah. The stress mm-hmm. can add to that as well. So it's like, just get well, Wendy. Just get you yourself. some rest. But speaking of um million dollar budgets, before we get into what you were about, ah, about okay. Yeah. <laughs> you hear what Drake did with his um for his God's plan? I heard. Video. I haven't watched it yet, but I heard about it. It's like he had a million dollar budget for the video. He um basically just gave, gave it away, away to the people. Dollars. Yeah. Like so my kids, question is, toys for kids, all this could stuff you have shot this in Chicago on my block and then could mm. I have been outside? Hey, 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 Chance, your next video. <laughs> Chance, make it happen. <laughs> Chance, make it happen. Coloring day part two. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Chance, yeah, give out some fucking shit to Chicago. Even though Chance already does a lot for yeah. Chicago, though. And my baby got a book bag from Chance. Mm-hmm. For Buffy Le King. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they gave my baby a book bag, so... Mm-hmm. <laughs> So but yeah, he just basically yeah, he gave out the money just like to Miami. It's basically like the million dollar budget for his guys playing. He said instead of wasting this like on a music video, I'm just gonna film myself giving the shit away. That's what he did. <laughs> Which would have been awesome. Mm-hmm. Oh. Wish I was there. <laughs> Wishing you were here. <laughs> Take my talents to South Beach. There you go. <laughs> so we need somebody to do it in Chicago. The mm. so one somebody who's not doing anything in Chicago is R. Kelly because he saw that he Jails. got. <laughs> He got uh, evicted. Oh he got evicted. Did you see that? He got evicted. His home. Oh my god! They said he owed thirty thousand dollars in rent. His <laughs> two house to uh, thirty thousand dollars for like the houses or whatever. Yeah. And then they evicted him. Kills. But the best one, the shout out, the real MVP of all of this though, is the ABC. Whoever put up the story, whoever's in charge of media, and they t- entitled the uh, the article. This is the remix to eviction. <laughs> it's the remix to eviction. <laughs> I was like, whoever titled that, they're the real MVP. Because mm-hmm. when I just saw that cover, I saw like remix to eviction. Mm-hmm. I was like, wait a minute. And that made me laugh out loud. But there's a silver lining to every dark cloud. Uh, at least those women that were in captive got free now. <laughs> I'm talking shit. <laughs> Get us free. 
Because <laughs> if he's evicted, that means that they got freed as well. So. <laughs> we just, I've seen like the parents be on like every other week talking about, I haven't seen my daughter in three years. And it's she's like, in R. Kelly's dungeon and shit. She's in his dungeon. <laughs> she's trapped in the closet. She's <laughs> trapped in the closet. <laughs> Go get your Beretta. Get that bitch the out people, the closet. And the people say that, oh, they're adults. It's like, at night, come on. At 19, you're not really an adult. Like, you're an he adult. Mind fucked them. <laughs> you're an adult by, by, mind by number, but mentally, you're not an adult. Come on. Human trafficking in this like bitch. If, <laughs> like, if I, like, if somebody took me in there and, like, I was, like, 19, 20, mm-hmm. you guys wouldn't just be like, oh, Naima, she's an adult. Mm-hmm. Y'all would not have said that. You guys would have been knocking on the door like, look, I'm getting my sister right now. Hard kill. That's what y'all would have been doing. But uh, going back, uh, because you mentioned earlier about Charlemagne. The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. I did mention the Breakfast Club. Ah, you mentioned them. So I have to go, I have to backtrack a little bit. Backtrack, daddy. (laughs) Yes. Going to backtrack, daddy. Yes, because it was a lot of daddy said on the breakfast club. A lot of daddies. <laughs> daddy, daddy. Daddy. <laughs> Hold a minute, daddy. Well, I'll start here first before we go to the breakfast club because that is probably going to be a, a lot That's to a discuss. conversation in itself. But um, Monique has been making her rounds again. Yes. Um, did you see her on The View? I didn't see The View. Fill me in. Um. She came on the DVD. Ain't that ain't Raven on that fucking show? No. I don't, I don't know. Her what sunken it. place ass ain't on there. They fired her. She, I know yeah, she used to be on Okay, they fired her. See, I don't watch The View. And she, yeah. yeah. So I know she was on there. I guess the they fired her. The only that I really know is just Whoopi and um, Joy Behar. And I forget like the other two ladies. I don't know. And I know Whoopi. That's it. There's like a new lady on there. That I know Raven was on there for a minute. They yeah, fired her. Yeah, because Candace Cameron used to be on there too. But she's not on there anymore. Guess if you're an eighties washed up eighties star, <laughs> it's gonna fire you. <laughs> and Candace said, like, yeah, I'd rather do Fuller House than this shit. And then we'll see how that's <laughs> <laughs> But uh Monique was on the view and they just wanted to talk to her about her um about her boy I mean, like, why are you still talking about this? Mm. That that's just like my thing. And then like, you know, she was giving like her justifications and this and that but my resume speaks for itself but my thing that i'm seeing from a different point of view is monique maybe she's not as dumb or as crazy as we think because the publicity that she's getting getting more attention now now that she's gotten like 12 years somebody might eventually cut her a check and shit yeah so like you know the fact that like they say like no uh, publicity is bad publicity why don't they say that Mm -hmm. people say that sometimes But she's really out there just... I wonder if she's, like, if this is her plan or if she's just really, like, on this fucking um, bitter fucking tour and shit. I think it might be a little bit of column A and column B, honestly, at this point. Now. I think it was an accident. Like it she may have started. Start, it may have initially she might started be realizing that hey, like, hey, I'm gonna make this work. I can get that ten million. I'm gonna make my lemons. I'm gonna make my lemonade out of lemons. Out these yeah. lemons I got. Or at least make Spanish fly, right? Spanish fly. <laughs> <laughs> Mojitos, at least mm-hmm. make. But um, no, though, she she was uh, talking about that, you know, she deserves, you know, whatever. She was still giving her same spiel. And she said the thing about that, you know, everybody knows that for the movie Precious, which she won an Oscar for, yeah, Oscar which winner. we all know, if you didn't know that before then, it's like, you know now because she says it. I got an Oscar for Precious. I got mm-hmm. an Oscar for Precious. And that was in 2008. So this was 10 years ago when Precious mm-hmm. was done. But um, 
she was saying that she did get paid only $50,000 for her role in the movie. Which I believe that because... Yeah, um, which I believe too because like I think it's been... Um, it's been documented that like uh, she was severely like underpaid for her role in Precious. Not only that, but um, you see that um, not just with Monique. I've seen that for other um, Oscar-nominated actors that mm-hmm. um, they don't get the, the huge paydays. Like unless you're like A-list, mm-hmm. you're not gonna really get these huge paydays. I think probably fifty grand is probably um, that's um SAG minimum to like for that right, type of role. Type I would of say role, yeah. Right. So I want to say that Jonah Hill got uh, fifty thousand for um, Wolf of Wall, Wall Street, Street, his yeah. role in that. Because like, yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, I know Taraji didn't get much for uh, Benjamin Button. She didn't yeah. get much for that movie. Like I said, unless you like that A, like you know, they show Brad. Yeah, they yeah. show Brad's salary. Yeah, Brad. And then they Pitt. show Taraji's, and it wasn't. That's what I'm saying. Unless it was you're nowhere that, near. Unless you're on that Johnny Depp level. Yeah, you're not going to get people think that Denzel everybody's Washington. getting twenty million. Dwayne Johnson, like not everybody's yeah. going to get those salaries. It will, yeah. It's like most people. Um, Meryl Streep yeah. for the women. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Angelina Jolie. Yeah, yeah, it's like people think that everybody's Roberts, getting like like yeah. eight figures a movie. It's like mm-hmm. not necessarily like Sandra Bullock. Mm-hmm. You know, these are like people who are going to. They talked about top the brother. Dollars. I forget his name. That was in the yeah. Look at me, I'm the captain. That um yeah. Oh, in the uh, yeah. yeah, in that yeah. It's I um. Movie, yeah. I think he said, but well, he got about fifty grand. Yeah. yeah. And he come from like a third world country. He's he's real life Wakanda and shit. This yeah. <laughs> you got like so like mm-hmm. so it's not as glamorous as you think. So like mm-hmm. if you're just in it for the money, like you probably shouldn't be acting. I said yeah, yeah. but uh, she talked about that she got that. But the thing that that Monique messed up about, and this is where the air quote black ball started, was when that movie came out. You're expected to go and to do your whole promotion of the film. Yeah. But Monique felt that she shouldn't have to promote the film. Because it's a not star. it's not my job to promote the mm-hmm. film. It's everybody's job. And it's like if I've been in films and um if I you're promoted in a, them. Right, if you're in a movie and then when she was like trying to say it's not my and then Whoopi had to stop her. Whoopi was like, hold on, I'm going to stop no, you no, right there. Because <laughs> Whoopi is like, she got the... Uh, Whoopi's the second black woman to win an Oscar behind mm-hmm. Hattie McDaniel. And she got everything. She got the she did the EGOT, mm-hmm. the Emmy, the Grammy, the Oscar, and the Tony. Mm-hmm. She's EGOT. Mm-hmm. The coveted, you know, like that's such a hard thing. Like only, how, how many people have done this? Maybe like four, I don't know, something like it's that. It's more than that, but, I mean, but, if, I but if you break it down for like specifically like black people who've done it, it's mm-hmm. like, <laughs> yeah. I think Whoopi and Whoopi I think might Whoopi might be, be the only black yeah. person who's done it. <laughs> Whoopi might be it. <laughs> I think it's like maybe like 20 some people who've done it. Like in the tw- I know it's not 30 people who've done it, but like looking at the demographics, a black woman, mm-hmm. she is the only black woman, I believe, who mm-hmm. has done it. Like, I mean, if I'm wrong, then, you know, shoot me. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Or tell us that we fucked Not up. Not shit. Shoot me, uh, a post or whatever and let me put know. Ha- just put hashtag you fucked up and shit. Right. In the, in the comments. Hashtag check your facts. Right. <laughs> check your facts. Let us know and shit. Yeah. Right. Let me know. But I believe that she but we is. Don't, we don't claim to be experts. We just two people talking and shit. Yeah, so I, think, I believe that she up is sometimes. the only one. <laughs> The only African American female who's mm-hmm. done that, and like I said, she mm-hmm. was the second black woman to win an to Oscar. Win. Hattie right. McDaniel did it first for "I'm Gone with the Wind," and she couldn't even go in to um, accept yeah, her award because back then, 1940, when she won that, yeah, or whatever year that was. Yeah. <laughs> but um, 
Whoopi stopped and she was like, I'm going to stop you right there. She was like, and she was like, you and I had a conversation about this, I guess, after it happened. Because like, she was like, because I was reached out to you because her being another black female comic, she knows it's rough out there. Being yeah, because they had the same path. Yeah, we both black, black female, female comics comic. that have won Oscars. Same path they had. So she reached out to her and she was like, had we had the conversation... And I could have given you and guided you of how to, you know, what the proper etiquette was basically to do when you do this. Because Whoopi was like, it's a, it's a certain formula you have to follow. People do school you. It's you like, have oh, to geez. follow. You have to follow it. Mm-hmm. You have to. Like Tiffany Haddish in her book, um, The Last Black Unicorn, she mm-hmm. talked about Jada schooling her on like mm-hmm. how to be an A-lister. It's like, mm-hmm. say you can't walk around with a knockoff bag like, and shit. Because like, yeah, the TMZ and them are going to eat you alive and right. see you with that shit. So yeah. You can't she go to yeah. here and do that. It's like, you're a star now. Yeah, you have a certain way you got to um, behave as a star. Like, mm-hmm. she's like, Jada was like schooling and her on that shit. Yeah. So like the the OGs will school you. So like um, Whoopi didn't didn't get out of school. Because Whoopi about said that, that you know she was like if I was around like out of school you on that and shit. And she was yeah. saying that she was like because I guess like she reached out to her after it already like, after the shit the shit it hit the fan. Yeah. But, <laughs> but she was like and you know she was like if I had the opportunity you know she kind of did like Whoopi kind of she kind of checked her. You mm-hmm. can see that because Monique usually she's um very. She's very like hard and abrasive about what she feels at times and yeah. when she comes off. And it's nothing wrong with being, you know, a strong opinion because I hate it when, you know, if anybody else is like a strong opinion, like you're passionate, but if you're a black woman and you have a strong opinion, you're, you're a bitter. bitch. Yeah. It's like you're a bitch. You're, you're a very black, black bitch. Woman. You're a very black bitch. BBB. You know, mm-hmm. that's what you are. And it's like, but we should be able to express ourselves as black women and not be labeled as bitter. And bitchy and all that. So, I mean, I like that she voices her opinion, that she speaks out, and that she's outspoken. But sometimes it's that and fine, I'm, I'm it's not that upset. fine line. I'm not upset that she turned down the half million Yeah, it's that fine line. If you feel you're worth more, turn that shit Absolutely. down. Like, I have no problem with that. But even, like, uh, Monique being as, like, hard as she is and this and that, you could tell when Whoopi starts, like, like she... Talk to like mama, yeah. She, you know, oh, she, Auntie she, Whoopi, there you go. She like, you know, she backed down some, but like, it wasn't like that on The Breakfast Club. I, did you watch the whole Oh, ah, that's like 45 minutes of my life I feel like I wasted and shit. Because like... Oh my God, I got a headache when watching I, that interview. When I put it on, I was like, okay, I was like, let me... Because I just saw the little clip of her where they was like, she, I didn't imp- air quotes, checks Charlamagne. I didn't intend to watch that whole thing. I was just checking it out. Now, now eventually I ended up watching. It was about 45 minutes. It was 46 minutes, yeah. yeah. And I watched the whole forty seven because like initially, I feel like forty five of them I felt stupider for watching. Because initially the little clip they showed of like her the minute and I didn't 30 even watch any of the short clips. I wanted to see I the watched, whole thing. I, watched, I saw the minute and thirty seconds when she the first thing I saw was first thing I saw was the day after when um <laughs> or whatever and when they did donkey instead of doing donkey the day the following day he didn't want to give it to her again I guess like so he said like well, we just gonna like take calls right here and let the people think like yeah was I justified in giving Monique donkey the first. Time. Mm-hmm. So that was the donkey the next day. There's mm-hmm. just callers like chiming in and what they thought about. So mm-hmm. I said, let me listen to this interview and shit. And then when I listened to the interview, I thought I was the only mm-hmm. one because I was like, this is 46 minutes of my life. I'm never getting back. Yeah. <laughs> I want my 46 minutes mm-hmm. back. I probably and I typically slept, but, and I usually you know. like the Breakfast Club interviews, but oh my god, that one gave me headaches and shit. Because <laughs> I'm watching it, like, first of all, Monique, you know, like it's like she could 
hello, my loves. Hello, my... Like, I mean, mm-hmm. it, just, it just seems a little... I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. It feels phony. It feels a little phony. Like, the, yeah. hi, my loves. Hi, my darlings. Hi, my sweets. Like, you don't have to call me your sweet or your love. Like, the only person I want calling me love is my husband and, like, yeah. you know... Ariana, yeah. And my daughter, yeah. you know, my son when he comes, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, you don't need to call me your love, your baby, your darling. You don't need to do all that. Fuck I'm grown. You don't need to, like... Yeah. You don't need to gas me up. I'm grown. But... Okay, so then the thing that I got out of it, the first thing when she was like, and ain't you from, but first she called him by his government yeah, name. Leonard, she kept calling him. Leonard. Well, she called him Leonard, Leonard first. And he was like, it's Leonard. Leonard. actually, yeah. And then she was like, well, you trying to be fancy. And he's like, it's no, Leonard. it's Leonard. That's the nigga's name. And then Angela. Leonard and Rashawn. That's like, yeah, the, him and Ken Envy. Yeah, and, like, and then uh, Angela was <laughs> like, it is Leonard. Yeah. Like, it's not Leonard, it's Leonard. Mm-hmm. It's not like Jackie, Harry, Jacquet, you know, it's, you know. Yeah, he was born Leonard. Leonard. It's his birth, his government. Yeah. And she was like, and you're from South, what, South Carolina, whatever. It's like Monk's small. Corner, South Monk's Carolina. Corner, yeah, it's like small a little town. hole in the wall. Like, and probably like, like a thousand people. And in I'm the sure that you like, went through racial, just get your mother and your grass. So it's one you, of the most racist towns in the country. Which, so, of course, I mean, Sure, I'm sure. Because, like, I mean, when you travel south of Illinois, it gets racial. So imagine South Carolina. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> Illinois, even parts of Illinois are racist. So. Illinois, Southern Illinois yeah. is racist as hell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> racist as hell down there. But, um, you know, when she just kept on going with the, and, you know, and for you to give me the donkey, it's like, have you watched The Breakfast Club? But they, this is the segment they do been every doing day. Doing for seven years, so I have a long show been on the fucking air. And then my thing that I took out of that, my first thing is, how are you going to be a comedian and you're thin skinned like you can't that? Take a joke. If somebody yeah. calls you, so when you made a book, let me let me let me take you here. Mm. <laughs> you made a book called Skinny Women Are Evil. Yeah. I've been skinny my whole damn life. But I didn't take offense to it. I wasn't like, how dare she call you? And you know, we supposed to be sisters. We supposed to be uplifting each other. We supposed to be. I didn't go there. I was like, it's a joke. Like, okay. I got it. And I, I, it's I, a I joke. Get, and I get what's your audience you're going after. Like, she had that book after. was mostly written for big girls. It was written like, for, yeah, uh, that's your for the BBWs, yeah. the big beautiful that's women. That's what you were targeting. And like, and coming from a skinny woman standpoint, some skinny women are evil. Mm-hmm. I will go on the record and say that. I, I, I'm not. I've dated some of those skinny evil women. I'm not. Because yeah. <laughs> I've been told, like, you don't act like how you look. Like, you, you're so nice. I've been told, you're so nice. That's what I've been told. But I'm not evil. But, I mean, I got it where she was coming from. And then all of her stand-ups, she, these skinny bitches can't cook. Don't trust these skinny bitches and this and that. I was like, yeah, that was her act for years. And that was her act for years. And I think that I'm a pretty good cook. Mm-hmm. I don't think that I'm, you know, I don't think I'm like Martha Stewart or, you know, whoever or Ida Garden. I don't think that I'm like. Sonny Anderson. You know, I don't think that I'm like the top, you know, the top tier. But, I mean. I, I can cook a little, you know, I know how to do some stuff. But, you know, I didn't take offense to that. So for her to be like the donkey of the day and it really hurt my feelings. It's like, what about all the millions of skinny women that you call bitches? Yeah, like, you're you know, you did a whole, that was your whole act. So for years. But I mean, I took it as a joke. I laughed. Now we got to put these skinny bitches, bitches in, in their place. place. That was your act for years. These skinny bitches that you be running shit and then, then, then. And I just laughed at it. I was like, yeah, I said so many skinny women do. I laughed at it. I didn't get my, I didn't get in my feelings. Mm-hmm. Like, did I ever get in my feelings about that? I never saw. We no. watched, we watched Queens of Comedy. <laughs> and I and laughed. laughed. I laughed at it. Because <laughs> I didn't think it was a personal attack on me. Mm-hmm. 
So, I mean, so that's the first the thing. The funny thing I laughed at through the whole interview <laughs> is that she never answered Charlemagne's question. She didn't. He kept asking her the same question over and over. What is your uh, What is your dollar amount there? And not only that, but he's like, um, yeah, like um, Chris Rock, Dave Chappelle, and Amy Schumer, they selling out arenas yeah. all over the country. Can you feel Madison Square Garden right Madison now? Garden. That's what he was asking her, basically. Well, we're going to see what she can do because um, she has a play coming to the Airy Crown in a few weeks. Mm. That might do well, but the Airy Crown only holds what three thousand people. Yes, yeah, um, it's a small venue, medium sized. Yeah. It's a smaller mm-hmm. venue, so mm-hmm. we'll see what that does. It's supposed to be like a um, an adaptation, yeah. a barbershop, basically. Yeah. That's what it is. Well, the garden is like twenty thousand people. Yeah. Can you sell That's out? What Amy Schumer sold. Can out. you sell out Allstate Arena? Allstate is like eighteen thousand. Can you yeah. sell out mm-hmm. the United Center? Mm-hmm. Those are the big ones. We're not even talking about Kevin Hart money. He's doing stadiums. Yeah, Soldier Field. Yeah, Kevin can do Soldier Field. <laughs> like Beyonce did right Soldier. Beyonce yeah. and Jay Z did Soldier Field. Mm-hmm. The Rolling Stones yeah. did Soldier Field. And you know, Kevin, as there. a comedian, is selling out buildings that size. That's and right. and that's like yeah. what, like eighty thousand people. Yeah, you get at Soldier least like field. minimum eighty. Yeah, <laughs> probably closer like to like ninety because you cover the field. Oh yeah, the seats. field. Yeah, yeah. ninety mm-hmm. to one hundred thousand possibly that's in a lot there. Of people. Yeah. And that's what they're doing. That's what Kevin's doing and shit. Yeah, yeah selling out these massive arenas. Mm, massive yeah, stadiums, stadiums and shit, yeah. Massive. Like Sox Park, like Kevin could do a show yeah, there that. and shit. That's about 70,000. Yeah, it's yeah. huge in there. Yeah, mm-hmm. Massive. Mm-hmm. But it's like, she never answered the question. And he did go on the record. He said, which I agree with Charlotte May. I don't think Amy Schumer's that funny either. Yes, I'm, um, I like the train wreck, but not because of her and shit. I don't think she's that funny. Like, yeah. Like I'll, I've, I've never seen her stand up. Cause there's nothing particular. Never seen her I've never up. seen her stand. But I've seen like I saw a jokes. train wreck. <laughs> I, I haven't seen that either. But I've seen like little clips of like her little jokes, and like I've seen on her Instagram posts or whatever, where like she had her jokes or whatever. And I just was like, hmm. It made me go like a little. Hmm. It yeah. didn't have me double over I never laughing. I saw stand up and I saw train wreck and she was probably the least funniest thing about that movie. Mm-hmm. Shout out to LeBron and John Cena. <laughs> they were the two funniest cats in that movie. Like uh, when, you, uh, when you came over right before we recorded this podcast, I was watching Tambourine. Tambourine. I yes, did watch it and I was finally, doubled uh, over laughing. Yeah, Chris still got it. I play. was doubled over. It was it's just still... as good as his early stage. Yeah, Bring the pain. It's just as good as that scared. stuff. Never scared. It felt yeah. like that. And Chris is still he dope. Made, he, said, like, yeah. Spoiler, like, he, he connected the tie together but he was saying that now my daughter because at the time when never scared came out his daughter was just born yeah and now fast forward was she's around 2002 2002 2003 yeah. mm-hmm. so now he's like fast forward my daughter is a, a freshman in high school mm-hmm. so that that is 14 years he's like fast forward now and he was like and i kept my baby off the pole yeah because that was a joke mm-hmm. that he was saying in that step it's like yeah, your only job my daughter, as a father, like my only job is father keep your daughter keep you off the pole, pole. <laughs> that's your only job as a father mm-hmm. keep your daughter off the pole mm-hmm. and he was like and so far keep her off mm-hmm. the pole <laughs> you know and it was really funny the stand-up like i know some people cried white tears so they were like like i said chris is like either you like chris or you don't like yeah. some people like too. um it can't, was funny to me can't handle his um content his like brand me. Of, i think he's hilarious his so. brand of humor but i find him hilarious to mm-hmm. me because like some people like safe shit is like well not even necessarily safe but um neutral shit i guess is what yeah. i'll say you gotta be a little edgy i mean some people are like edgy but like um neutral edgy if that makes any sense like, you know somebody, yes, yeah, uh, no, I'm a non-black who says Chris Tucker is funnier than Chris Rock. 
Chris Tucker, he's like edgy, but he's like neutral edgy and shit. You should see the face. Chris Tucker's not going to go into the same thing Chris Rock and borrowing so. from um borrowing from uh, Chris Tucker from a line from uh, Friday. What kind of shit is that when you say that Chris Tucker is playing yeah. to Chris Rock? That's what I was. What type of shit is mm-hmm. what? <laughs> Chris, and I watched both of their because like uh, Chris Tucker did have a, uh, a special on Netflix like in 2016, I want to say. About 15, something like that. 15, 15 16, 16, somewhere around that time. And I just watched Chris Rock's. Yeah, Chris Rock's was much better. Yeah. <laughs> Chris and Dave both shit all over Chris yeah, Tucker. Yeah, <laughs> much better. Much better. Dave had just had four Netflix specials yeah. and all of them were like dope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like dope I haven't yet to watch like Amy Schumer's yet. I don't think I want to waste my time I'm to watch it. I'm not going to watch Amy Schumer. Some people I'm not watching. I'm not it's like, wasn't it like it. Fluffy got like a million on Netflix? I'm not watching Fluffy and shit. <laughs> like some people I'm just not watching it. You got like 10,000 specials on Netflix. I haven't yeah. watched none of them and shit. But, um, <laughs> so her, like, like we say, like, she did, she never answered the question about, you know, like, about these people selling out arenas. It's like, yeah, like, uh-huh. yeah, can you do that and shit? And then she never asked, like, what's your price? And if half million's not your price, what is your and price? And the way that she, she did the same thing on The View because, uh, Joy Bayer said, you know, real talk about the business. She was, she was like, yeah, you know, I think, cause like nobody is disagreeing with her about the 500,000. Nobody disagreed with her on if that. If you feel you're worth more. Nobody disagreed. X that. But the thing And another is, thing that they made a point on the Breakfast Club, I think it was Envy that said, like, yeah, well, did you counter offer? <laughs> yeah, and Angela Yee said, was too, it? Yeah, they both, both of them yeah. were saying, did you counter? Because that's the thing with negotiations. Like, they're going to lowball you. That's how mm-hmm. companies are. They have business to make money. Right, exactly. So they're going to offer you the lower. Because, like, that's how usually it works. Like, like me, like, as the, um, a talent, like, I usually, like, high ball right, my yeah. price. Because then, like, if you like, set it high, it gets lower, you still might get more than what more you really you thought. It, but that's what I wanted anyway. Well, let's yeah. say you want $3 million, And then you'd be like 10 and they said, well, for you five, I still got two five. million more than what I was wanting. So I, I just wanted Whoa, three and shit. So yeah. <laughs> Make it rain. I got three Make it plus rain. I got an extra two I could jerk off Make with it now. Rain. <laughs> Make it yeah. rain. Make it rain. That's how you do it. Yeah. It's like Monique, like she, well, she didn't counter off. But Joy Bayer was million, saying yes, that. No, I want 10. It's like, she could like whatever she thought she was. Joy Bayer was saying she was like, um, she was like, basically, she said the thing is, um, from a business standpoint of Netflix, is their business. They want to see if they're going to make money on their return. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, assets in the seats. Like that's yeah. what Dre Bayer said. Like, can you put assets in drawing the seats? Drawing power. Yeah. That's what it is. Like, about. What's your drawing power right now? Monique? And then she, then Monique started going back to well, a sister and I. She was, she was like, me, Samore, Adele Gibbons, and Miss Laura. We sold out doing Queens. Of... What year was that? That was like 2001, right? I want to say. And then my Janet Jackson voice. What have you done for me lately? I Janet was in Jackson college. made a song back in the eighties. <laughs> what yeah. have you done for me lately? And that's what Charlamagne was say. What have you done? And then the thing that I didn't like that she just kept on going on, and like this is where your argument where it's faulty, Monique. And I mean, like I don't know if you're going to hear our podcast. If you do, like I said, you could come after me. Like I said, I have thick skin. I ain't going to cry and be like you could call me a skinny bitch. I don't care. Yeah, I'm going to laugh. Hi, I want to get her on this fucking right. <laughs> Yes. Yes. Ooh. Sitting there and chop it up with Monique. Ah. So <laughs> but your husband can't come. Leave him at home. Oh, uh, yeah. Because, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, that was annoying. Like, before I get to my point, that annoyed the hell out of me. Dad, do you want to talk, Daddy? Daddy, do you. Like, did that feel appropriate to you? Like, her keep on calling her husband Daddy? Was I was more very. I was very uncomfortable that. with the whole Daddy reference. It just, it just seemed bizarre to me. But, anyways, um, 
the thing that she just kept on saying is that I just did not, I do not like the argument that she tries to hold on to is, you know, I did a movie almost Christmas and, you know, my, the movie I was in, it sold this many, you know, because she was saying about um that their movie had a smaller budget than Amy Schumer's Snatched movie. And mm-hmm. then um she was saying that Amy Schumer's movie had like a $42 million budget and it did $45 million or something. And she said, like, that's only your profit at $3 million or something, she said. At least she didn't lose money. And then she was saying that her movie... That basically she was like they they did the same number they did around forty five million but their budget was much less and then she was like and um we had a twenty five million dollar profit in the movie that I was in but the thing that she keeps on failing to mention is it was an ensemble cast you had Danny Glover, Gabrielle Union, Omar Epps, uh, Malcony, uh, Romney Malco. Um, How do we know that none of those were the uh, drawing? Part Nicole part? Ari Parker. Yeah. Carrie Hilson. Miss Carrie, baby. Uh, Kimberly Elise. Okay, how do we know that any of them weren't the reason why they The guy, the uh, what's there? his name? DC Youngfly. Yeah, he's popular you know, now from Wild Out. Bring that ass yeah. here, boy, him. Wild and Out, yeah. And then the other guy, um, I forget his name, but he's on, um, he was on Survivor's Remorse. He was the main character on Survivor's Remorse. I don't know. That character, yeah. Uh-huh. So, I mean, you had all these. It was an ensemble cast. It wasn't Monique starring just like just Monique and, and these assholes. It wasn't right. Like, it yeah. was an ensemble cast. So for her to keep on being like she made almost Christmas. And then the thing that really just made me go like, ugh, because she was like, well, did you see Viola Davis? And then she brought Viola Davis's name. You know Uh-oh. how I feel about Viola. Because that, that's my mama in my mind. That's my second mama, Viola, mm-hmm. in my mind. You know, Viola, holla at me, Viola. But, <laughs> but no, though, because she said on the breakfast, because she said, because Viola did make a statement about saying that, pay me what I'm worth, because she is being called now the Black Meryl Streep. Like, oh, you're the, like, there's no one she like you. She did make a comment you're the Black Mar- about, yeah, yeah, you're the Black me Meryl, Meryl Streep. Streep. She did recently make a comment. Because they do, because Viola Davis is dope. Mm-hmm. She's a dope actress, and she's been doing this for 30 years. Mm-hmm. And she's like. She's finally now starting to get her due. Yeah, and she's like, okay, my counterparts, Julianne Moore, she was like, pay me like my counterparts. Mm-hmm. And, and not even just pay me like my counterparts, have the roles there for me. Because she was mm-hmm. like, the opportunities are not there for women of color. And definitely the pay ain't there. Uh-huh. And she tried to like bring Viola's name in. So this is where I'm going to shoot you down again. Viola is on How to Get Away with Murder. She stars on How to Get Away with Murder. She's the star. She's the star. At least Keaton, which I'm a Keaton fan. I love that show. I love it. I've been watching it since day one. She's the star of the show. She was in um, uh, Fences. She was in um, uh, The Help. Mm-hmm. Well, she both got nominated for Oscars for that movie. She won for um, Fences. Yeah. She didn't win for The Help, but she won for Fences. So she's Oscar nominated two movies. Um, she has two Tonys. She has an Oscar. Emmys. She, she won has for How Emmys. to Win to Get With Murder. She was the first yeah. black woman to win for How to Get Away with the first black, mm-hmm. yeah, in that category for like women mm-hmm. to win an Emmy. So she has, like, this is her resume going. And I love how um, Taraji was the first one to congratulate her. When she was yeah. walking on stage, she grabs her and hugs her. Yeah. And Taraji was nominated against her as Cookie on Empire. Exactly. Another role Monique claimed that she was supposed to have, <laughs> which I doubt and shit. But, yeah. but 
you saying this that she, you know, and you're making the comparison there, but it's like Viola is hot right now. She and her husband, they have a production company because they just produced a series on TV One, um, uh, two um, two sides where yeah. it shows the two sides of um, like the Sandra Bland and Eric Gardner. I did see stories. that um for Black History Month. Yeah, like they that, just yeah. uh, they have a film company, her and her husband. Mm-hmm. So it's like she has all this stuff going on. The thing that Viola Davis is not saying is like, okay, here's a movie I could use. This was an ensemble cast in this movie. Viola Davis is not saying that, you know, well, I was a suicide squad. And that was an ensemble, ensemble. cast. You have, you have Will Margot Smith, Robbie. Margot Robbie. Uh, um, ben Affleck made a brief appearance. Yeah, Triple in that. A. You had um, Jared Leto. Was like, Jared yeah, Leto, from, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of big names in that movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you didn't hear her being like, well, I, uh, I was in Suicide Squad and... It's like that was an ensemble cast. Mm-hmm. You were in it, yeah, absolutely, and you did you did your role. Like, like you Bernie Mac was saying, he was the reason why Ocean's, Ocean's Eleven was successful. <laughs> you see that cast and shit, man. I don't know White Jack did. <laughs> that line alone. Yeah, yeah, that's the reason why I went to see Ocean's Eleven. It was Bernie Mac. White he wasn't Jack. in it. I would have never seen that movie. <laughs> Shut down. Who you with? <laughs> Even though a Bernie Mac doppelganger once tried to sell you a car, but that's a whole nother episode we're not going to get into right now. <laughs> this is after he died, too, so I think Bernie Mac faked his death and he's a car salesman now. <laughs> he's got tired of spotlight and shit. Yeah, that was really creepy because the guy looks exactly like him. That was creepy. But... <laughs> This fucking podcast to come off the rails and shit now. <laughs> but no, though, for her to bring in Viola Davis' name for that. And it's like, and then she was like, with the resume. And it's like, Monique, she was just kind of all over the place with that interview. It was just kind of like. It was a train wreck. It was all over the place. <laughs> Pun intended with Jamie Schumer. <laughs> that interview was place. a train wreck. <laughs> and then she was trying to like chastise. She kept on trying to chastise Charlamagne for giving her donkey of the day and shit. You're a comedian. I would have gave it the next day. I know they did because like, <laughs> that's just me and shit. Like, like I don't I care. I stand by my shit. Like, matter of fact, we give it to her again for the interview. <laughs> you get a donkey, not for, not for Netflix. You get an interview for that for making people waste forty six minutes of time with that interview. You get another another donkey of the day and shit. That's what I would have done and shit. But that, I mean, like, what's your take on the interview? Like, what's your take on it? It's the worst, man. Janae Aiko, the worst. Yeah, Yeah. it was Aiko. Yeah, come on. Like it was, it was was awful. awful, I was like, what is this? And my head. At least Birdman was a train. At least like that was only a minute long because he walked out and shit. Respect on my name. Respect on my name. And he got up and left. If something's something's gonna be terrible, rather be short and terrible like that. And shit. Because like with him folding his arms. Some respect on my name. They say how you look when you um. When you be at the beauty shop and then somebody gets in before it gets yeah. in after it comes in after you and gets in before you. But Lee, instead of being forty six <laughs> minutes, he said she was like ninety seconds right. long. He said he walked out. His and lip poked out. <laughs> but no, though, it's just Monique. Like that whole interview was just. It was. I mean, if you guys want to brave it and watch it for forty six minutes, on go ahead. <laughs> Buyer beware, it. though. Yeah. But it was just. It was all over the place. And she didn't know, like, where she was trying to go with her points. And, like, every time when, like, a thing was trying to be brought this, she, like, went another direction and tried to, like, she was deflected. It was just a lot of, like, ah, it was a lot of, like, 
going on. It was just and she's burned way a ton of bridges already and shit. Like mm-hmm. it's it's you, bitch. It's you. Like I don't know you personally, but obviously you're difficult to work with and shit. And Angela, he asked her about that. She was saying because like Angela Lee has some intel. You know, for people mm-hmm. like who work with her on the Ebony photo shoot, she was like, "Yeah, so you were like a, a, a yeah. pain in the ass on that shit, according right. to like my sources." Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, what are their names? Say their names. And Angela dropped names too. Yeah. Say, okay, yeah, like you want names? Here's, yeah. here's the people that told me. <laughs> yeah, because it's like after a while, when you have to look at stuff, if you keep on, like Michael Jackson said, you got to look at the man in the mirror. And like you know, and like we we went through that research. I won't go in too much, but we've recently gone through that. Yeah. Absolutely. We've yes. recently gone through that with business. And it's like, if every time you look at a situation that goes down and okay, you're why, in Okay, it, why didn't this work? Oh, this person. Because of this motherfucker. Why didn't That's it work? Why. This person. What is the common denominator? If this you are the common denominator, you're the problem. Mm-hmm. And so to not, quote Morgan Freeman, we could either continue down on this path or we could shoot this motherfucker, motherfucker. <laughs> and move on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, and it doesn't necessarily mean that if you are a common denominator, it doesn't mean that you can't fix it, but you have to be willing to, like, like an addict, like with any it, addict, you. like if you're an alcoholic, a drug addict, a, crack a sex head, addict, judge whatever. You gotta admit it, which is why you always try <laughs> to get him to admit it. it. The right, first thing he says, okay, it. sir, you can admit and that you're a crackhead. Because he wants you to admit it, so then now we can fix so the problem you admit it. Now like, we can get that intervention, but yeah. as long as you're like... As long as you're in denial, you're never going to fix and being a crackhead. And then the fact that she got daddy on her side, because daddy don't say anything. That's yeah, another daddy thing. has shit for brains. <laughs> That's another thing. I know I'm going to piss off a lot. Ladies, stop letting your husbands be your manager. <laughs> I'm just... I mean, unless Has he, that ever worked and shit? I mean, unless I he went to business... If he went to business school, and he graduated cum laude, and he's like... He's on top of his shit, and he this is what he does... Then absolutely let him do it. Well, has that ever worked? I'm trying just, to think of one couple. If you just give your husband a check while you make all the money because you don't want him to like look. You don't want to look bad. Like he's not doing. Shit, he's not yeah. doing nothing. But here, baby, here's a check because Jill Scott's first husband, I think, was her uh, manager. They divorced. Mary J. wasn't can do her manager. Can do. They divorced. <laughs> Monique, well, they have an open marriage, but that's what another was the story. fucking guy. Um, <laughs> the, the toy it was Jack Gordon. And Jack shit. Gordon. Yeah, that yeah. fucker. Yeah. Um, Janet's ex-husband was her manager. Oh, yeah, um, Renee. Renee. Yeah. Renato, yeah. <laughs> it's like, yes, <laughs> that happened. And they were both losers, both of those guys. <laughs> so, yeah, just don't let your husband Lay, be your manager. stop letting your husband be your manager. Like I said, unless this is what he actually went to school for, mm-hmm. and he knows his shit. He can go in there and close a multi-million dollar deal for you. Mm-hmm. This is the way. Like, he looks at you. He knows how to separate my business from my pleasure. Like, he knows that I separate the two. Like, yeah, as you know, as me being your manager, I'm your business. I'm the not The one your person husband. who did know his shit, but ironically, they never got married, was David Otunga and Jennifer Hudson. Like, yep. he does know. He is sharp and on the board. Yeah, the Harvard, Harvard Law. Law graduate. Yeah. Hello. He does. So he really could have been her manager. But, and he wasn't just her manager. He has his own shit he's doing. He mm-hmm. pro wrestled. Um, he did reality TV before. So, mm-hmm. yeah, he's uh, doing his own And he was the primary shit. caregiver of their son. Yeah. Because she was uh, traveling, mm-hmm. working so hard. So, so he so wanted to actually could have, like, legit been her manager. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but you other, like, ladies, like, just stop it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> shit. Are you ready to wrap this yes. thing up and shit? You got to end it on Monique. I don't see how we come back from that shit. Yeah. <laughs> but I hope that you do come to our podcast, love. Yes, love. Yeah. And don't bring daddy. But leave your daddy. Leave daddy at home. Leave daddy, daddy at home. Yeah. <laughs> 
daddy gonna get a foot in his ass if he shows up. <laughs> but I appreciate each and every one of you supporting Not Another Damn Podcast. Yes, thank you. Episode 4-0. And um, if you want to reach us, here's how. You can mm-hmm. um, hit us on our Facebook fan page, first of all, for mm-hmm. Not Another Damn Podcast. Like that. Also, subscribe, share, rate, review on iTunes, TuneIn, SoundCloud. Find Not Another Damn Podcast. Spread the word. We're trying mm-hmm. to expand all of this. And reach me on my personal social media as Ozman the Wizard on Instagram and Twitter. Oz Radio on Snapchat and Facebook, and check out the all new OzRadio.net giving you the 2K classics. And it's dope too. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> and you can check me out for my personal MSIMH626 on Instagram and on Twitter. And if you've been following, 33 weeks, uh, seven yeah. more weeks. It's a real person up in there yeah, now. Yeah, pineapple now. Yeah. <laughs> Am I going to make it in seven weeks? We'll see. Yeah, so we'll, um, <laughs> will it be a baby on the podcast within the next two or three weeks? <laughs> we shall see. <laughs> and there you can check out my straight gully, S-T-R-A-G-U-L-L-E-Y-1 on Twitter, and S-T-R-A-G-U-L-L-E-Y-7 on Instagram. And also check out my straightgully.com and like my Facebook fan page because I started vlogging. Okay. First vlog was my weekend in Wakanda. Nice. <laughs> so, yeah, check that out. So, big things to come for that. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I actually was in Wakanda last week. Yeah. <laughs> Sitting that damn close in 3D. <laughs> Wakanda forever. Right, right. <laughs> but I'm Ozman the Wizard. And I am. And we will talk to you later. Bye. I'm gone.